Hello and welcome to the Sunset Series. My name is Nathan Malal and this is today's podcast. So firstly, first and foremost, obviously I owe an apology to a lot of you for not posting for a while. Uh, The podcast recently with Zeka was due to be posted but due to unforeseen personal circumstances uh, I could not post it and there might or might not have been some beef between (laughs) him and his music group. So that was unreleased but it is still in the works and there is an even better podcast coming with Zeka and his friends in the music underground scene so keep an eye out for that that will be coming shortly but today 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 my friends we have got a book review now if you're one of those people listening to this and you are a chronic overthinker or even an overthinker in any way shape or form Uncle Nath has got you sorted because I have got a book review for you called Don't Overthink It by Anne Bogle. Now, I read this book about three to four months ago. And when I underwent therapy for my overthinking, for shyness, for lack of making friends, and a lot of other reasons, which I am absolutely happy to talk about. So first and foremost, let me know if you guys want to know, want a podcast about that and about the process and what I learned from it, let me know. But the book itself was mesmerizing. It was soul touching. I loved it. It helped me to overcome a lot of the struggles that I faced in terms of overthinking. So if you are a person who does overthink, then stay tuned because I got you. (laughs) So first and foremost, in this book, Don't Overthink It by Anne Bogle, it was published in 2020, published in America. Um, Anne Bogle is an amazing author. Amazing. Honestly, I highly recommend reading her books. They are absolutely insane. Um, In the first few pages of the books, she has three quotes, one from Maya Angelou, one from Eleanor Eleanor Roosevelt, and one from Proverbs 423. The quote from Maya Angelou says, my mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive, and to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style. The Eleanor Roosevelt quote says, with the new day comes new strength and new thoughts. And the final quote from Proverbs says, be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. Now, especially the last quote, be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. I think that's something that is often overlooked because yes, we do think a lot. We think a lot every day. We think constantly, what could I be doing? What is this person doing? What does this mean? What does that mean? You think thousands of thoughts, these little thoughts that creep into your mind. They're like seeds that are planted and you can't help but allow a garden of positive and negative thoughts to grow in your mind. And fortunately or unfortunately, you are a gardener with either skills or no skills. And you have to learn how to tend your garden, which is something I'll get into uh, later in this podcast. So what I wanted to share is quite simply the lessons I've learned from this book. I keep my own personal journal, which um, is something that either a lot of people do or they don't do. I don't know, it's your choice. Like, I'm like, I'll keep a journal, it's great. It keeps my thoughts at bay and keeps the overthinking away. So what, what one of my mottos is a journal a day keeps the pain away. Take it or don't. But 
This is quite important because overthinking is especially uh, ripe amongst the younger generation, the younger generation who are consumed by TikTok, who are consumed by trends, who are consumed by likes and posts and followers and social media and so many other things that we tend to overlook the true beauties and simplicities that life offers us for a more sheepish lifestyle. Sheepish in the sense that we follow people and we don't let people follow us. We, we would rather stay comfortable in our comfort zones rather than expand and move outside of them. So what I wanna talk about here is a few lessons that I've learned. So without further ado, let's get into it. So Overthinking by Anne Bogle. First lesson, when we assume we can't, it's guaranteed we won't. Have a think about that for a second. When we assume we can't, it's guaranteed we won't. Classic example, if you're going to the gym, right? You're tired, you're stressed, you've got some things on your mind. You're thinking, am I gonna be able to lift? Am I gonna be able to run? Am I gonna be able to keep going? And when you think you can't do that, pretty much guaranteed you won't. Pretty much guaranteed that you won't be able to lift the weight you want pretty much guaranteed that you won't be able to run the distance that you want. You have to develop a very conscious and active approach to changing the standards of your mind. The standards that inhibit you, that inhibit your growth, that stop whatever potential that you feel like you have. And it's hard, it's difficult. Trust me, (laughs) I've been there plenty of times as has anybody who goes to the gym. And the gym is just one example. There's so many other examples that I'm sure you can think of where you're in a situation where you feel like you can't do something. You go bungee jumping, you're trying to cook a meal, you feel like there's a test you can't pass. There's so many situations where you, you stop what could possibly be beautiful. And in the process of doing so, you stop the potential of creating something that could be so magical, something that could stop the overthinking. See, if you take a more conscious approach to say, okay, maybe I feel like I can't do it, but I'm gonna give it my best shot. I'm gonna try and I'm going to succeed no matter what, win at all costs. If uh, any of you have watched The Last Dance on Netflix, I would highly recommend watching that. Uh, it's a documentary about Michael Jordan and his life and his lifestyle while he was playing for the Chicago Bulls and while he was also playing baseball. I would highly recommend watching that because Michael Jordan's motto is win at all costs. And mine is too, to be honest. Mine is too. I live my life by win at all costs. and. Yes, there are some costs that are subjective and people can say, okay, but what about this cost and that cost? But I think that can be justified in certain ways because I don't overthink that. I don't overthink what cost it could be. I just assume that I can. I give myself the credit that I believe I deserve and I trust the process. I trust what I do. A lot of us are so consumed in our minds, so consumed by what we think we can't do. So if you're one of those people, change the mindset, start small, plant a small seed, let that grow, let that consume. And eventually you'll realize that when you assume you can't, it's guaranteed you won't. 
But when you change that, that's when the, start, the sun starts to shine. Next lesson, number two. I'm the kind of person who, da da da. Describe yourself in a kinder, more positive way. That's the lesson. Instead of saying, ah, oh, but I'm not that type of person. I'm not this type of person. I'm not that type of person. Usually it's said with a negative connotation. It's said with something in mind that essentially demoralizes you or it degrades you or it debases you. Even if you don't consciously see it, subconsciously, that's what you're doing. It's self-destruction. It's self-sabotage by saying, I'm the kind of person who drives really badly or I'm the person, I'm the kind of person who doesn't really cook very well or I'm the kind of person who doesn't really make friends, which is something I used to say quite a lot. Um, but eventually I realized through this book and through therapy and through other means, personal means, that when you say I'm the kind of person who loves life, I'm the kind of person who seeks fulfillment, I'm the kind of person who is beautiful in many more ways than one. I'm the kind of person who lets people grow around me. I'm the person who cooks beautiful food to make other people happy. When you say these positive, loving, beautiful things about yourself, you don't know really what you do, but it's through manifestation and through the rule of repetition that you actually create something so beautiful inside yourself and inside of your mind that limitations do not exist self-love overcomes that and if anyone says that's cocky or it's up your own ass then quite honestly they can go fuck themselves because if someone else's self-love and someone else's well lack of self-love rather and their own limitations try and project onto you and try to limit you you are surrounding yourself with the wrong people Change your crowd, change your world, change your life. Change is growth. If you don't grow, you're rigid, you're dead. Change, embrace it. Start saying, I'm the kind of person who, and finish it off with beautiful, loving sayings that truly help and grow you as a person. Now, you can be a typical macho, alpha, dominant this that big ass dude who's like oh, i can't say that that's gay i can't say that bro what do you mean that's fucking that's gay that's gay no in no world is self-love gay in no world is self-love weird the only thing that's weird is the fact that those people cannot expand their minds and cannot expand their hearts in a way to increase the amount of love and the amount of space that overthinking takes up in their life. They don't know how to decrease that. They don't know how to change that. So they try to ruin it for other people. Point is, stay the fuck away from those people. Third rule, there is no perfect moment to make a decision. There's moments and we make them perfect. Think about that. Have you ever thought, there's no perfect moment? 
Have you ever thought, I want to ask out my crush? I want to propose, but I need the perfect moment. I want to talk to that fit guy at the bar. I want to talk to that beautiful woman at the bar. But you're overcome by fear and your solitude takes over and your overthinking takes over and you start thinking, but what if they think this? But what if they think that? What if they start noticing me? What if I'm not wearing the right dress? What if I'm not looking as good as I should be? What if my hair's in the wrong place? What if this? What if that? What if this? What if that? Have you been in those situations? Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. And still am. Sometimes I still am. Nervousness, it's fine. It's a normal human emotion. We all feel it. We all go through it. Absolutely normal. But there is no perfect moment. There is a moment and you have to make it perfect. Choose to step out of your comfort zone. The comfort zone, the comfort zone is, it's a place where dreams go to die. That's what I think of the comfort zone. I think it's a place where dreams go to die because you're comfortable. You don't challenge, you don't grow, you don't step outside and you don't say, okay, what does life have to offer me? Hit me, punch me, kick me, throw me off a cliff in a really safe way, obviously. <laughs> but you don't, you don't grow, you don't limit. Well, sorry, you don't grow, but you also don't limit, but in a good way. You don't limit because you wanna expand, you wanna grow, you want to, you want to build, and you want to manifest a more beautiful and open-minded life. That's where the perfect moments come, because you make those moments perfect. You choose to say, okay, fuck it. I know I might not be the most ideal person. I might not be the Channing Tatum of all men. I might not be the Angelina Jolie of all women. And yes, Angelina, yeah, Angelina Jolie is my crush, by the way, so there you go. <laughs> but I may not be that. Cool, great, so fucking what? You are unique, you have your own DNA, you have your own structure, you have your own brain, your own body, your own person. You are worth every single bit of self-love that you don't give yourself. Change that. Make every moment count. Take a risk. What's the worst that could happen? Think about it. What is honestly, realistically, the worst that could happen in any given situation? Obviously some situations are worse than others, but the average person does not find themselves in those worst situations. Worst comes to worst, hey, you get rejected, you fail, you do something bad. Okay, cool. Treat that as a learning experience. Treat that as a learning curve. You grow, you evolve, you change, and what happens next time? Success. Perfection. You choose to have a moment, and you make it perfect. Rule number three. Lesson number four. You're not perfect. Give yourself permission to fail. It grows you. When you give yourself permission to fail, it's like a margin of error. You have that margin of error and sometimes it doesn't go right. Sometimes it's a trial and error process and you have to go through the bad to see the good. The sun comes out after the rain, always, no matter what. And usually there's a rainbow too, so that always makes it better. So I love the rainbows. I don't know if you love the rainbows, but hey, I love the rainbows. Um, <laughs> so you're not perfect. No, I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. Perfection is subjective. Give yourself permission to fail. If you fail, it's not the end of the world. I assure you. Elon Musk failed. Steve Jobs failed. Albert Einstein failed. 
Anne Bogle probably failed at one point in her life, in multiple points. I failed at mo multiple points in my life. Everyone has failed. Everyone. There is no person who can live their life, not one human who can live their life and say that they didn't fail at something or they didn't suck at something. Not one person. So you're not alone. The boat is way bigger than Noah's Ark. It's way bigger than any boat some millionaire real estate person can sell you. The boat is massive. It stretches out across the universe. And you are one person in that boat. And that is absolutely okay. Because when you give yourself permission to fail, you embrace it, you say, okay, fine. If I fail, I fail. But next time, I win. I succeed. I grow. I challenge. I evolve. I better myself. That way, you limit the overthinking. You limit the potential of it. When you don't give yourself permission to fail, and then it happens, then you start to think, okay, I'm shit. I'm a failure. I can't do this. No, that's it. I'm done. If I failed at this, how can I achieve anything? How can I succeed? Because you didn't give yourself the permission to fail. Think on that. Think on your mindset. Do you give yourself permission to fail? Do you really give yourself permission to fail? Honestly. If you don't, do it. Trust me. And trust Anne. Because Anne wrote it. And Anne knows. Anne knows best. Lesson number five. If you care, you'll be there. If you don't, you won't. This is arguably the most important motto I live my life by. This is something I live my life by completely and wholeheartedly. I'll be honest with you. I live my life in terms of people, in terms of humans, by one quote. And it's very, very, very effective. If they care, they'll be there. If they want to, they will. No matter what. No excuses. If you're interested, you'll be there. If you find excuses, that says everything I need to know. Simple. Simple situation. You want to hang out with someone. Who, whoever it is, doesn't matter who. You just want to hang out with someone. And they keep making excuses. They, they keep cancelling and rescheduling and cancelling and rescheduling. If they truly cared and they were truly, truly interested, they would make time. They would make time for you. Think about it this way. If Johnny Depp said to you, meet me in one week at 3 p.m. outside Hollywood Boulevard, would you make time to be there? Fuck yeah, you would. Of course you would. Treat every person you meet like Johnny Depp. If you're truly interested and invested, be there. Be there. And make sure the people are there for you. If they're not, then you know the people to cut out in your life. Very simple. Nothing more needs to be said about that. Ruminate on that. Think about it. Six, remember your values. What do you value? What's your morals? What's your standards? What's your values? Who do you value? What do you value? Mine, family, personal time, physical interaction, social interaction, emotional interaction, nature, 
sport, photography, journalism, podcasts. Those are things I value. I love them. I pride myself around them. And I can honestly say that I give my time, my heart, my energy, my commitment, my devotion and my passion to all of those things because they mean something to me. And I don't make excuses. People who know me, people who actually know me, know that I don't make excuses. I'm there. I make time. I'm present in the moment with everyone because that's simple respect and I know my values. I know that I value the time with someone, no matter who I'm with. If I'm with you, my attention is with you too. I am present. And my presence is my present to you. <laughs> I came up with that. I like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to copyright that. No one use it. I'm copywriting that. No one use it. <laughs> oh, God. Right. Anyway, remember your values. If you don't know them, take time to think about them. Brainstorm them. Get a whiteboard. Write them down. Get a piece of paper. Write them down. Get your phone. Go on notes. Write them down. Do whatever you want. Just ensure that your values are intact. Next lesson. I've already forgot what number I'm on. One, two, three, four, five, six. Ah, eight. Okay, lesson eight. Make a decision. And I put that in capital letters with an exclamation mark at the end. So just imagine I'm shouting that. I'm not going to shout it and burst your eardrums. So I care, clearly. I'm a very caring person. You can see that, obviously. <laughs> Thanks. Anyway, um, <laughs> make a decision. Um, make a decision. Whatever situation you're in, start moving. Make a decision. If someone says to you, what do you want to do? Just make a decision. Don't overthink it. Don't think this, that, this, that, this, that. Just limit it. Two options. Someone says, what are we having for dinner? Make a decision. Don't say, ah, oh, it's up to you. Or, I don't mind. Da, da, da. Just make a decision. Make a damn decision. Okay, cool. You might not know what you want. Fine. Read the list. Get the options. See what's there. Make a decision. Say, Japanese, Italian, Thai, Korean. I don't know. Anything. Just make a decision. The moment you start making decisions and you choose to actually involve yourself in that process, you choose to invest yourself in the decisions that you make, is the moment that you become much more grounded and your mind becomes much more stable. With every decision you make, you choose to add a sense of finality in your life. You, add, you choose to add a sense of confidence, courage, bravery. Because face it, the generation we're in, pretty snowflake. Pretty snowflake. It's true. I said it. It's true. Snowflake generation. And the reason why is because no one... Oh, actually, that's a bold quote to make. No, I'm not going to say no one. But quite a fair number of people are not sure of themselves in their own mind. And so if you're not sure of yourself in your own mind, then... How is that going to affect your decision-making process? That's something that you have to change and you have to allow to grow in your garden that you are the caretaker of. You wouldn't allow rats and mice and negative toxic elements in your garden, would you? You wouldn't allow 
infestations and disease to spread, would you? So why do you allow that in the form of toxic people, in the form of bad decisions, in the form of not being able to make a decision, apostrophe marks? You can, you can make a decision. You're just choosing not to. Escape the comfort zone. Allow the dreams to live. And if you make a decision, usually you get what you want. Not in a toxic way, not in a manipulative way, in a healthy way, in a constructive way. You get what you want. And that's all through the process of you choosing to overthink less and say, what are this? What if I choose this? What if I choose that? What will this mean? What will this do? What will the result of this be? You just say, okay, this, that, this, that. You start to make decisions. Life becomes so much easier. I assure you on that. Quote me on that if you want. You'll see. <laughs> Number nine, stop procrastinating. If something needs to be done, do it. Stop leaving it. Classic example where I fail. So this still happens to me. As I said, no one's perfect. Procrastination for me comes in the form of groceries. <laughs> yep, like I will see that sometimes I have nothing and I'm like, I know I have a free day today, but I'd rather do this and I'd rather do that and I'd rather do this. And then I just leave it. I'm like, okay, I'll do it tomorrow. Okay, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it on the weekend. It's fine. It'll be done. It'll be done. It's fine. It's fine. A couple of days goes by and I'm like, shit, <laughs> no groceries. That, right? Okay, great. <laughs> Deliveries, all that stuff comes. And then that's it. But I, over time, I've learned to have my own system. I know that whenever I don't have something, I go to get it. I don't I stop whatever I'm doing, I make sure I, I have 20 minutes free, go to the shop, I get what I need. If it's a full grocery day, like I need to get all of the things, I dedicate a day. I, I look at my diary, I look at my plan, I see where I'm not doing anything, and that's the day. I say, okay, I'm going on that day, and I'm doing it, and I do it. See, that's sometimes all it takes. Just look in your diary, look in your calendar, look at what you're doing. Who are you not meeting? What are you not doing? What goal are you not fulfilling? What project are you not working on? Evaluate that. Look around it, look through it, and see how you can change that. Instead of procrastinating and dancing around the subject, shoot a bow and arrow through it. Do it. Make a step. Make a decision. See? Rule number eight feeds into rule number nine. Make a decision. Stop procrastinating. Do it. Very simple. Yes, easier said than done. But really, when you boil it down, much, much easier done than said. Rule number 10. Don't wobble. Don't wallow. Move on. Okay, gone through a bad breakup, fine. Failed a test, cool. Lost a friend, okay. 
have your time to grieve. Have your time to wallow and wobble a little bit. Cool. That's fine. Through sadness is happiness. Through pain is success. I'm sure you've all heard of the saying, no pain, no gain, right? Yeah, me too. Very simple fact is we all go through shit. That's life. It's life. It comes with it. It's part of the package. It's what whoever up there in the sky or universe or Big Bang, if you're... Oh God, right, we're not getting into this. Is <laughs> whoever was up there or whoever created us said when we were alive that, yes, you can live. Yes, you can go to the cinema with your friends. Yes, you can go to the park. Yes, you can get a degree and be successful and be rich and have a good life and all that stuff. But your life will also be tainted by misery. Your life will also be tainted by loss and your life will be tainted by negative influences. It's part of the package. It's part of the deal that you make with your creator. And that's something that you have to accept. The moment you accept that is the moment that the thoughts go away, that you wallow less, you wobble less, and you start to move on. The process becomes easier. It's through through rain and through bad times and trauma and horrible, horrible events that unfortunately we have to go through in life that you truly realize your power. You realize your strength. You realize your courage. You realize everything you have to offer in this life. And that, to me, is magic. The amount of strength I've found doesn't even have to be physical. It can be emotional, spiritual, social, verbal. You find strength in way more ways than you give yourself credit for just by realizing, okay, I'm going through shit, but I'm going to get over it. I'm going to move on. Life goes on. Unfortunately, the watch that you're wearing on your wrist, look at it. Look at the watch. Now look at the hands. Are they moving? Yeah, they are. Are they going to stop moving? No, they're not. What does that mean? It means time does not stop for you. Make use of the time. Make every single second on that watch count. And move on. Accept the fate. That way you keep the thoughts at bay. And you say to them, okay, you've had your time. Now piss off. Be gone. That's it. You've had your time to grieve. You've had your time to overthink. You've had your period. You've had your window of bad thoughts and whatever, like negative influences. You've had your period. You've had your window of that. Now close it. Let yourself move on slowly and remember all of the past lessons that I've just told you. Let them seek, sorry, seek, let them seep in slowly but surely like a filtering system and let the water flow naturally through your garden, the garden that is your body and take care of it and nurture it. Next lesson, speaking on that, is lesson number 11. 
Treat your mind like your own private garden. Be careful what you allow to grow there. Speaking earlier on infestations and rats and disease and mice and all that stuff, the point harbors itself again. Treat your mind like your own private garden. Remember the Garden of Eden? If any of you took time to read a Bible, I didn't. <laughs> but I know the Garden of Eden, like I'm sure plenty of you know various things from the Bible. Um, treat your mind like your own private garden. You are in control of everything that grows. And that's a metaphor. Your mind is just one part. Your mind is just one cog in a massive system. And that system is your life. That system is the friends that you have, the hobbies you share, the values that you hold, the morals that you possess, the sports that you're interested in, the family that you have around you. You have to be very selective in this life with what you allow to grow in your garden. If you start to allow bad things, such as a person disrespects one of your morals and you choose to keep them around, and they choose to do it continuously, but you choose to keep them around, you are violating your own respect. You know what you're doing. But due to your own fear and overthinking, you're afraid to cut them off. You're afraid to say, you're a dick, I don't like you, I don't want to be your friend anymore. And I've done that plenty of times in my life. And I'll keep doing it. Now, I don't care if I'm cold. Because I respect myself enough to know that I will not allow people in my life who disrespect me, violate me, go against my morals, go against my values, my beliefs, which are not all set. I'm a very open-minded person. I'm down to hear other opinions, beliefs, but when people violate things consistently that I do or that I believe in, time for you to go, buddy. Time for you to go. And that's exactly the same mindset that I believe a lot of people in this generation should have. Stop allowing things to slide. Just stop, stop allowing things to slide. Why are you allowing things to slide? What good does that do for you? What good does that do for your crowd, your community? You are choosing to let negative influences into your garden and your garden will become tainted. The flowers will die the sun will stop shining and rain will set in. Yes, I know it's dark and I know it's pretty shitty, but hey, like I said, that's life. That's part of the package. That's what comes with it. But you are your own gardener. You look after your Garden of Eden. Eden represents peace, serenity, no chaos, good vibes, Bob Marley all of that <laughs> beauty what is your Eden who is your Eden where is your Eden who what when where why ask yourself those questions your mind your body is your garden only allow good and positive things to grow there and cut off any bad influences so overthinking is kept at bay. Lesson number 12. Spend more time being grateful. You'll overthink less. Another easy example. 
manifestation. Now a lot of you think, yeah, bullshit. Okay, cool. Have you tried it? Have you really tried it? Probably not. Probably not. See, manifestation and the law of attraction works in very magical ways and I am a witness to that. I attest to that and I vouch for that very much. The law of attraction is not just waking up and saying, I will be rich and then continuing to watch Netflix every day for the rest of your life, spending your time in bed and not doing anything. If you say I want to be rich, what are you doing? What are you doing in your life to help you to attain that? What are you doing in your life to help you be rich? What are you investing in? What company do you want to start? Who do you want to work for? What job do you want to have? You have to do things in your life as well as saying them to ensure that the law of attraction works. Wake up every day. Here's a challenge. Wake up every day. Say in the morning, look yourself in the mirror and say three positive things about yourself. When you go to bed, look in the mirror, say three positive things about yourself. I challenge every listener on this podcast to do that. And do it for a long period of time. A couple of months. Do it for three months. I know it's an investment, but trust me, three things in the morning, every day, what will that take you? A minute? So you're telling me you can't take a minute out of your 24-hour day to say three positive things about yourself? Come on. No excuses. If they want to, they will. Remember? So if you really want to, if you really want to stop overthinking, stop at least overthink less and show yourself more self-love and care and attention, you won't make an excuse and you will do it. And at the end, if it didn't work or if you don't even feel good about yourself after those three months, let's have a chat. Promise, let's have a chat and we'll see what we can do about that. Because I assure you there's always a will and there is always a way when there is a will. Next. When you're in a bad situation, think what advice you would give to someone. And this is another thing that I live my life by. And this is what I do in every bad situation I'm in. See, when I'm in a bad situation, and it can be with one of my friends, it can be with a close friend, it can be with family, whoever it is, doesn't matter. When I'm in a bad situation, I turn my ear on. I turn every part of my ear on and I listen. I stay quiet, I just listen. I let them vent, I let them talk. Don't let them project, because that's when it starts to get toxic, but I let them talk healthily. Explain the issue, explain the problem, vent their feelings, and I listen constantly. Eye contact, stay attentive, be present. Let them know you're engaged. And after that, after they're done talking, I, I put myself in their shoes, or at least I try to. I put myself in their shoes and I think, what could he say that would make me feel better? He being me. And I try to think from their perspective. I think, what advice 
would I like to hear right now from him? What could, what could he say to me that would make me feel a lot better? And then I come back into my body, I use that, and I think, okay, what should I say now? What would ease the tension? What would cure the pain? What would be a good influence? And that's, so, that sounds like a really difficult thing to do, to escape your body and to go into someone else's. It sounds difficult, I, I know, but I assure you, it is much easier than you think way more easier than you think try it the next the next bad situation you find yourself in manifest your attention manifest your attentiveness into that person leave your body to go into theirs temporarily and i assure you the connection you make will make that pain, that negativity that they are facing not go away, but it will become much, much easier for them to deal with. And that will keep their overthinking at bay as well as yours. Whereas if you didn't do that, you'll probably think, okay, what should I say? What should I do? Um, should I hug them? Should I, should I say this? Should I say that? What should I do? Da 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 da. The thoughts run, they race, they, they just pace and pace and pace and pace and they don't stop. And then all you can say is, ah, um, sorry. And then they're like, well, great, I just vented to you, I opened up to you about everything and you don't know what to say to me, so this isn't helpful for either of us. There is so much that can be done just by being attentive, just by trying to put yourself in someone else's shoes. There is so much magic that can be created just by doing that. That's where true magic lies. And that's where true friendship starts to blossom. Next. Next, 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 next. When your brain is stuck, move your body. When your brain is stuck, move your body. I was in a rut a few weeks ago. I remember it um, bad day like bad bad day and I was just down hopeless horrible feeling depressed feeling sorry for myself and I was in a very bad place uh, mentally and I didn't really know what to do so I was getting uh, I was just I was trying to figure out ways to make make myself better make myself feel better and I open my journal and I see this lesson. And I wrote it and I said, when your brain is stuck, move your body. So I said, okay, I'm gonna go for a run. I'm gonna run for 30 minutes. I'm gonna come back, I'm gonna see how I feel. After those 30 minutes, I noticed a significant change in my behavior. I started to open up. My body language started to be more expressive. I felt more open. I felt happier. I moved. And simply by moving, you can walk, you can jog, you can run, you can do whatever. Just as long as you're moving, be active, do something, get out. As long as you move, your body awakes. Awakes? Wakes. Wakes up. Awakes. I don't know. Whatever. It's a word. We'll make it a word. It's fine. <laughs> 
your body wakes up. Your body says, okay, right. Well, we're not depressed anymore. <laughs> we're not sad anymore. Great. Okay. This is cool. Right. My muscles are moving. Great. Hormones are released. Dopamine's released. Serotonin's released. Happy endorphins are released. Everything's great. Dandy. Fine. Life is joyful again. All of that just by moving. Just by moving. That's it. Just by moving. How something so simple in life can result in something so beautiful. Do we give enough credit for it? No. But that's why this podcast episode is tailored to give credit to Anne Bogle and her wonderful, wonderful lessons. Next. Quite the opposite, actually. <laughs> but another lesson you can use in any situation. And it's two words. The shortest lesson that is present. Two words. Slow down. Slow down. Everything in your life is just pacey, fast, chaos, manic. Slow down. Chill. Take a breath. Just like that. Take a breath. Take a breather. Slow down. Everything's fine. Promise. <laughs> you might be out of breath right now. You might be running listening to this podcast, but <laughs> maybe not slow down in that situation. But when you do slow down, eventually to take a break, slow down properly. Walk. Where are you? What's around you? What can you see? What can you smell? Who are you with? What are you listening to? Is it a good song? Is it Rihanna? Is it old Rihanna? Yeah. Old Rihanna slaps. Don't know about new Rihanna, but old Rihanna slaps. <laughs> anyway, slow down. Take a breather. When you slow down, you notice a lot of things about life. Think about it this way. You're going somewhere. You're in London, you're going somewhere, you're walking on a street. You're walking really fast. Everything's around you, cars, people, shops, windows, this, that, this, that, everything. You're just walking, walking, walking. You're like, okay, I'm just gonna keep walking. I'm gonna keep my head down. I'm not gonna do anything. I'm not gonna talk to anyone, notice anything, done. I'm where I wanna be. Great, you got to where you wanna be, fantastic. But if you have time and you know that you'll get to that place, what's stopping you from slowing down? What's stopping you from slowing down your pace, lifting your head up, smiling at people you walk past, noticing the buildings that are near you, notice what cars are passing by. You might see a Lamborghini, you never know. Notice everything around you. Life becomes notoriously beautiful and magical in its own unique perspective when your perspective is widened through the scope of allowing yourself to experience more magical things by just slowing down. Everything that is negative, such as overthinking, when you're walking fast, your thoughts, are, your thoughts tend to rush. Your thoughts tend to match your pace. If you walk faster, you'll have more thoughts and they'll rush. 
especially if you're in if you're in a negative situation you're in a negative mindset and your thoughts rush most likely nine out of ten times it's not going to end up in a positive result if you slow down you take life at a slower pace you have more time to process your thoughts you have more time to allow yourself not to ruminate but you allow yourself more time to divulge into your thoughts rather than around them and when you divulge into them you deal with them head-on face-to-face collision but it's not a collision it's not a car crash collision <laughs> it's a collision like a big bang that apparently created the earth <laughs> think of it from that perspective when you collide you create a big rock in space that allows billions of people to live you create life and not only that you're tending your garden hmm. quite beautiful actually <laughs> final three lessons don't be afraid to splurge if it's worth it don't spend recklessly see many of us me as well of course have been in many situations where we say okay do I need this no but do I want this yeah am I gonna buy it because I want it yeah cool we've all been in that situation great but do you beat yourself up over it later because that's what most people tend to do and then they complain and say oh, I've got no money I've got no I'm skint I'm broke I don't know where it went mm, yeah you do you know exactly where it went you know what you did you made your own decisions you made your own decisions so hold yourself accountable hold yourself accountable for the decisions that you've made if you have a disposable income and if it's really there and you need it fine splurge a bit cool treat yourself if you want to take yourself out on a date which is what I do I love taking myself out on dates I do that all the time I love it and I say to myself once twice a month I'll take myself out on a date and I'll splurge because I'm investing in myself I'm investing in my own self-love I'm being with myself and again like I said earlier if anyone goes oh that's weird that's gay oh what, what are you doing why are you doing that watch them Watch their lifestyle. Watch what they do. Are they showing themselves self-love? Are they taking care of themselves? Are they being the best version of themselves they can be? Or are they limiting their potential? Are they projecting their own insecurities onto you because they can't handle the amount of self-love that you have within yourself? Are they mad that they don't have their own private garden that they can't take care of just because you can? You are your own unique person. Do not be afraid to splurge if it's worth it. Embrace every single beautiful decision that you make if it's worth it. Stop doing what you think you want and start doing what you know is right. Very, very simple. Last two lessons. One of the secrets of a happy life is small treats. 
treat yourself. <laughs> Relating to the point. The previous point. The last one was splurging. It's bigger. It's bigger things. It's more investments than anything else. Small treats. Buy yourself some flowers. Buy yourself a plant. <laughs> I love plants. I buy myself plants. Yeah, I love it. It's great. Take yourself out somewhere. If you're craving something, buy it. You're here for one life. We're all going to die in the end. Buy it. Why not? What's the worst that could happen? You're going to die? You gonna end up in hospital? Are you gonna... Is something bad gonna happen? Realistically? No. <laughs> so treat yourself. Be kind to yourself. It's very, very simple. That way, you don't overthink about it. You don't think, if I treat myself now, will I treat myself again? If I treat myself now, will this result in this? If I treat myself now, will I do this? Will they think this of me? Will I think of myself in this way? Change that. Change that thought process to, I'm gonna treat myself and I'm gonna accept the fact that I'm treating myself because I'm worthy of it and I deserve it and it's gonna make me happy. You have a more positive outlook on it. It changes the way that you believe and see the situation that you're in and future experiences that you will later experience that you'll find yourself in you change the way you're thinking just by a new approach that is where the magic lies and my dear friends this is where we end on the final lesson of the book if anyone has learned anything or thinks in a different way from these lessons about life or about situations that they found themselves in, quick reminder, the book is called Don't Overthink It by Anne Bogle. Buy it off Amazon, buy it in Waterstones, wherever you like, wherever you shop, wherever you get your books. Don't know if it's an audiobook or any of that stuff, you'll have to research it, but um, I know that there's a paperback available. So, from me and Anne Bogle and many other readers of this book who have lovingly read this from front to back quite a few times <laughs> is this with each action we take we vote for the kind of world we want to live in and the people we want to be so what actions are you taking what are you doing? What are you doing in your life? Every action you take in this life represents the course that you want to take. Every action, every decision, every person you associate yourself with represents the person you are. Your decisions and the way you go about them does not dictate you wholly, but it dictates your thought process, your morals, your values, what you desire, and it dictates what kind of world you want to live in. Be selective, be careful, 
naturally, as we all are as humans, especially in an overthinking generation. And on that point, don't overthink the decisions you take. Don't think of the cause and effect, the Mandela effect, the butterfly effect, the domino effect. Don't think about all of that when you're making a decision. Just make it and do it and stick to it. If it's honest, the world will reflect that. And that is it. So, with all of that being said, thank you all for joining in. It was wonderful, as always. I hope you guys have taken some lessons from it, as I have from reading it. Uh, let me know if you like this kind of podcast where I review books and I write down the lessons I've learned and I share them with you guys. Um, obviously, it is a different kind of episode, but as I said, this podcast is keeping it real. This podcast is keeping everything honest and that is what I pride it on. Spin-off off of my blog, The Sunset Series. Uh, if anyone would like to read it, let me know, message me, send you the link. I got you. It's all good. And thank you so much for tuning in, for rocking with me, for being with here, for being with me here and listening to this. It means a lot and it means more than you guys could ever think because I love doing this. And little promo. Anyone knows my brand is launching soon. So we are having shoots next week, uh, next Saturday. So well, I don't know when this is going up, <laughs> but the shoots are happening soon. Um, and the brand is in the process of being launched. So we're creating engagement uh, through Instagram, promoting the brand. If you like it, if you rock with it, if you fuck with it, it's great. It's sustainable. It's organic. It's environmentally friendly. But at the same time, you look dope. You look awesome as always. And I hope that you guys will see the vision that we're trying to create as much as I am. So with that all being said, my friends, this has been the Sunset Series and I've been your host, Nathan Malou, and I'll see you guys on the next podcast. Good.